Good morning all. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be together this morning. My name's Mark. For those of you who have not yet had the pleasure of meeting me. <laughs> well, you know, got to big yourself up, I mean, you know, so it's all good. It's all good. But it's good to gather together. Good to dwell together. David, if you can just take that off for a second, I'll bring that up in a minute. That'll be amazing. Thank you. Um, we're still in post-Easter, and I felt it was really good to keep these, these banners up as a reminder. They're beautiful, and they often live up on this wall here. But we've journeyed to the cross, haven't we, on that Good Friday. We gathered at the cross, and we knelt, and we sat at the foot of the cross. And then we celebrated the risen Lord Jesus. And we're still in that moment where we're wanting to not just say, oh, we've done Easter, let's move on. But actually, we want to be Easter people. Often we hear that phrase, don't we? Easter people. People that that stay and live in the life that Jesus brings through his resurrection. And so we're going to be looking at another of these post-Easter stories in John chapter 20. I encourage you to follow it where you can as well. And last week, Ewan helped us by looking at these fantastic story of the two men journeying on the road to Emmaus and we thought about the fact that their hearts burned when Jesus went this is me I am alive and today we're going to look at another story where a bigger group of disciples a bigger group of people gather and their hearts burn as they meet with Jesus and so thank you Dave if we can pop that up now it'd be great Um, I'm actually going to start in the last two verses of this passage. This is almost John coming to the end of his book, and he's telling us why he's written this book. He says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Great words. This is what John has been trying to do this whole book. He's been telling us that the light has come, that Jesus has come into the world, and now he's here at the end of his book saying, Jesus is here again. He is alive. And that he's giving us three things to focus on, which I'm going to focus on today, which is we're going to look at the signs that Jesus is alive, that he is risen, that he's here today as Colin was sharing in his story, his testimony. And also that if Jesus is alive and he is alive, that we can believe in him. And that by believing in him, we may have life. So those are the three words I'm going to pick up on this morning and just unpack a little bit for us today. I'm just going to pray and then we'll dig into this a bit more. Father God, I thank you for your word. I just so thank you for your words that is life-giving, that scripture that we can hold in our hands and have on our phones that bring us life. And so I pray now as we open your word and we look at it together, that we would see the signs that you are alive, Jesus, that we would believe in your name and that we would have life in all its fullness. So thank you, Lord, for your word today. Speak to us here in this room right now. Speak to those that are watching online. Lord, be with us, we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to start by looking at the first one of this, the signs. What are some of the signs in this passage that Jesus is alive, that he is resurrected, that he is alive today? 
it says Jesus performed many signs in the presence of the disciples. And John says, I couldn't fit them all in. There was just so many. But I've given you enough that you can believe. And I just want to pull out some of the ones just from this passage to encourage us today to trust in Jesus. So the first thing is that he appears among them. Amazing that Jesus, he just appears among them. They're there, locked behind doors, and he appears. What other sign do we need that Jesus is alive, that he actually appears in front of them? I wonder how surprised they were. I wonder if you've ever been really surprised, um, had surprise parties, things like that. Anyone else those little moments where people are there and you don't expect it? Well, my wife did a good one on me. There's a few nods, yes. Um, my wife did a good one on me. My lovely Fiona did one for my 40th uh, in the upstairs room in this pub in Samford, just outside Crediton. I thought I was just going with a family meal. I was looking a bit scruffy. I wasn't really ready for it at all. And there in front of me was friends, family. Uh, there was a band. There was even a lovely cake. And it was one of those walking into the room, and I was literally clueless. You know, she's brilliant. Uh, organizer surprise and I was just blown away well magnify that by a hundred a thousand imagine being in a locked room for fear of your lies the door is locked and Jesus stands among them wow amazing isn't God good isn't Jesus amazing and that's the miracle that Jesus has done. He has defeated death. It's the greatest miracle, the greatest sign ever. He is alive. Death is defeated. It has no sting. In Luke's account, uh, they still think he's a ghost. And I love this bit. They give him, go, well, give me something to eat, Jesus. And they give him broiled fish, this sort of grilled type of fish. And he gets that down him and says, look, it is me. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm eating. Jesus is alive. He stands among them. He stands with us today. And then he greets them. I love Jesus' words. They recognize his voice. He says, peace be with you. Now, when I read this, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. He's, he's giving them a peace blessing like sometimes we do in church. Peace be with you. Actually, when I read a bit more, it was a pretty ordinary way of saying, hello, really. It was a greeting. It was a Jewish way of saying, blessing be upon you. It's a Hebrew greeting. Peace means happiness, prosperity, all that you need in your life. Bless you. But Jesus says familiar words, but I'm sure it's the familiar voice of Jesus that made them go, it's Jesus. It's my friend. We know his voice. Jesus knows the voice. We know the voice of Jesus. My sheep know my voice, says Jesus. There are times too when actually I need to hear those words, peace be with you, in a different way. Jesus said this, didn't he, at the end of John as well, just before he went to the cross, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled And do not be afraid. I think for some people here today, they need to ask for that peace. Lord, I need your peace today. It's not easy what I have to face when I go home, when I go into next week. Jesus says to us today, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I am with you. So he appears amongst them. He greets them. They recognize his voice. What other signs does he give? 
he shows them his wounds. He opens his hands and says, this is me. Look, see the wounds. See my hands and my feet and my side. I can imagine just stood there before Jesus in shock and awe that he's there and then being reminded of all that he did for me, for us on the cross when he was wounded, when he was pierced. Isaiah 53 says this, he was pierced for our transgressions, my sins. He was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that was brought upon him, uh, brought, brought as peace was on him. By his wounds we are healed. Jesus shows them that the wounds are still there and yet reminds us of all that he has done for me and for you. It's a sign that he has forgiven us, that he has made a way, that he is for us. And then a further sign is that he appears again. It's not, not only does he appear one week, <laughs> he comes back the week later because Thomas wasn't there. He's kind, isn't he, Jesus? He comes again. He's gracious. You'd think Jesus would go, well, come on, you've had your chance. Believe in me, that's your lot. Did you hear it in Colin's story of all the little signs and nudges from the Holy Spirit? Oh, believe in me. And then we go, yeah, maybe. And believe in me. Yeah, come a little bit closer. Jesus is so kind, so gracious that he comes again. They're fearful. They're still locked away. And Jesus appears again and says the same words, peace be with you. And then another sign that Jesus is alive and that he knows us is that he repeats Thomas's words back to him. Did you hear that in the passage? Thomas was away when Jesus first appeared to the other disciples. Where was he? What was going on? I've got loads of questions there. Peter, Thomas, everyone else is together. Where were you? Off doing the shopping? I don't know. What was he doing? But Jesus stands among them again and he repeats back his own words. I think Jesus must have loved doing this. He must have had a little twinkle in his eye and go, come on, Thomas. Place your hands here. What was it you said to me, Thomas? He said, I won't believe unless I see the nail marks in his hands and I put my finger where the nails were and I put my hand in his side. I will not believe. And Jesus says, come on then. Come and put your hand here. Come and place your hand in my side. <laughs> John records these signs, the signs that he appears, that he greets them, that he promises to be with them. He shows them his wounds. He says, I'm alive. These are the signs that you can trust in me, that you can believe in me. He appears, greets them, shows them who he is, reminds them that he suffered for them and repeats his own words back to them. And this is Jesus today, who is alive, who is not dead. He is with us. He greets us and welcomes us. He reminds us that he has done it all and paid the price he knows our hearts. He knows the prayers. He knows our shouts of anger at God, like Thomas probably. He knows us. And yeah, we sing and we say again that Christ is alive today. Hallelujah. And so these are the signs that John gives us. And then the second phrase in that last sentence in John is, but these are written so that you may believe in Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So having shown us some of the signs, we can have confidence today. We've been doing a series on confidence. We can have confidence and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And if we think back to the story, we think, oh, 
Where were the disciples at this point? Were they full of faith? Were they feeling strong and confident? Well, no, as we've seen, they're behind locked doors. They're cowering away. The Jewish authorities are out to get them. They're frightened. They're nervous. They've scattered and ran as Jesus was taken to the cross. And yet I'm encouraged by the disciples. We sometimes have a go at them. But actually, isn't it good that they chose to come together? They could have all scattered off, a bit like Thomas, wherever he was. But actually, most of them had come together and said, no, we need each other. Jesus has told us to to stay together. And so there they are in this room, encouraging each other, even in their frightened state. And yet, what happens? Do you see the change as they believe in Jesus again? As their hope is restored? Verse 20 says, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Man, uh, that word's not big enough, is it? Yes, Jesus is alive. We don't need to fear, we don't need to hide. He's alive. Jesus is here. I need that joy in my life. I need that joy. Sometimes I go, hey, Jesus is alive. No, Jesus is alive. He's done it all. He is alive. I need that transformation in my life daily, that change from fear to joy. That doesn't mean I go around always springing and jumping and going, yes, but I have that strength in my soul, in my spirit that goes, Jesus is alive. I can face tomorrow because he lives. There's that song, isn't it? I can face tomorrow because he lives. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Come on, that's the, that's the joy of the Lord that I need And there's times in my life where I've known him close to me. I've had those revelations from Jesus, a bit like Colin, where I know that date and time where I said yes to Jesus. And there's been times in my life where Jesus has shown himself near to me again. And there's times where I don't know Jesus is near and I'm not sure. And I I say, Lord, where are you? And he's still there. He's still with me. He's still for me. And he reveals himself again to me. And I say, thank you, Lord. I want to be overjoyed more often. I want to know the presence of the Lord more and more in my life. And I pray that that's your prayer too, that you would be overjoyed as you walk and you journey with Jesus. And that you can say, like the disciples, we have seen the Lord. Wouldn't that be great if people said of you and me, there's someone who's seen Jesus. There's someone who's met Jesus. His life has been transformed because of Jesus. Sadly, and Thomas missed it. <laughs> Poor old Thomas. I think we often judge him and go, oh, doubting Thomas, he didn't, he didn't get it. I think I would have been a bit like Thomas. I think he was really miffed and annoyed and like all these other people going, we've seen the Lord. And Thomas goes, I missed it. <laughs> I nipped out to get you some bread and milk and I missed it. I think we can be hard on him and yet, he comes and he gets cross and he gets cynical and he, and he holds this sort of grief almost, doesn't he? Unless I see his hands, of it, you can hear it in his voice. And yet Jesus appears for the sake of Thomas. Jesus appears to us for the sake of you and for me. He comes for us. It's the parable of the lost sheep, isn't it? Jesus going after the one, leaving the 99. He comes back for Thomas. He comes for you. For the least and the lost, he comes for us and he says, here, put your hand here. See the nail marks. Put your hand in my side. Stop doubting and believe. 
Jesus is so generous and kind and patient with me and with you. And Jesus' words that say, stop doubting and believe, can literally be translated, stop becoming an unbeliever and become a believer. And for each of us, we need to go, right, today I choose to be a believer. I choose to put my trust in you again, Jesus. And maybe for someone here this morning, it might be your first time to go, I'm going to stop being an unbeliever. I'm going to choose to be a believer. I'm going to choose to trust in Jesus, the one who loved me and died for me and rose again. Jesus halted Thomas on the road to despair and unbelief. He was going one way, wasn't he, Thomas? He was creeping away from Jesus and he brings him back. He offers him positive evidence that he can build his life on. And then I can imagine Thomas falling to his need falling to his knees. He didn't even need to touch his hand. It doesn't tell us that. And he declares before the others, my Lord and my God. These are personal words of declaration that would have been almost blasphemous in Jewish law. In the light of the resurrection, Thomas calls Jesus Lord, his boss, and his God. Both titles for deity. And then Jesus reminds Thomas, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. Hear these words again, because this is for me and you, this is. Blessed are you, blessed, sorry, because you've seen Thomas, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen me and have yet believed. We're in that little chosen few. We're in that group. We haven't seen Jesus. And yet he speaks to us and he says, if you believe in me, you are blessed. To those of us that believe and trust in Jesus, know today that you are blessed. That we've not stood in front of him and seen his hands and his feet. But we're blessed because we believe in him even though we haven't seen him. So know today that you are blessed if you're putting your hope And your trust in Jesus. So Jesus has given us signs that he's been resurrected from the dead. So that we can believe and put our trust in him. The word that's become flesh. God with us. Jesus the son of God. The saviour of the world. So I wonder today. Can you like Thomas say those words. My Lord and my God. And my last point is looking at the life. John has shown us the signs so that we can believe and have life. And that by believing, it says, you may have life in his name. This full life in Jesus it isn't just when we die. Though we do have certainty in eternal life that Jesus was resurrected. And so it says in John 6... For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day. It's God's promise to us this morning that we will have everlasting life. But Jesus also says in John 10.10 that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy but Jesus has come that they may have life and have it to the full. That life starts now, starts today when we put our trust in Jesus and say yes to him. 
life in all its fullness. Sometimes I think, oh, my, my life is all its fullness. <laughs> but Jesus says, I've come to give you life, and life in all its fullness. There's always more with Jesus. Jesus, I need more of your life today. That life that changes, that transforms, that gives me a hope and a future. This life is the gift that God himself has given us, a gift for all people. Jesus says to the disciples, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And so today, if we say yes to Jesus, then there's a, there's a job for us to do, that we have received life, but also there's that life to share with others, that we are sent, we are called to be his witnesses, his hands, his feet, the light that shines in the darkness. He says, go, go and tell, go and share. And so today, if we've received life, my challenge to myself and to you is be sent by Jesus. As the Father has sent me, I send you. So we're sent to announce the good news that the kingdom of God is here, that life has come, that Jesus has made a way, that there is life everlasting to come. It is good news and we've got a great story to tell. There's a strange part at the end of, uh, in the middle of this chapter, and I don't know whether to go into it. I'm going to touch on it briefly. I don't fully understand it, but Jesus breathes on the disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. However, this breath of the Spirit seems different to the one that they receive at Pentecost with the tongues of fire, and they run out into the streets and proclaim boldly and speak in other languages. Here, Jesus breathes life but they still stay in the room and they're there a week later, still a bit fearful. So it's, it's different and different commentators think different things. That's why I'm not going to get into it. But for me, there's maybe a thought that God breathes life into people in creation when he breathed on man and woman and said, receive life. And they had that physical life. Here, Jesus breathes spiritual and eternal life into his people. And as we close, I'm just reminded that we have life and we have received the Spirit. The disciples haven't fully received the Spirit like they did at Pentecost, but we have received life. We have received the power of the Holy Spirit. This is given to us and we're not alone. We have God's Spirit with us as his children of God. We have the Comforter, the Counselor. We have wisdom. We have the gifts of the Spirit. We have the assurance that we are his these are signs, too, that we are saved, that we have received life. And I need that life-giving power again, afresh today. I need that comfort, that strength. I need Jesus to breathe life into me afresh today. So as I close, I'm going to read that same verses again to us. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So today we've seen the signs that Jesus is alive. We can have confidence in him that death is defeated. We can believe in the name of Jesus 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. And maybe we're fearful today, maybe we're a bit unsure, but we can believe, just like Thomas, and say for the first time, or maybe the hundredth time, my Lord and my God. And we're thankful that we can praise God, that we have life now, today, in the name of Jesus. And that we can have the Holy Spirit afresh in our lives. We can receive that life afresh, receive his strength, his power, in the name of Jesus today. And maybe the only word that someone needs to hear today is, peace be with you. Hear those words afresh today. Peace be with you. I'm just going to be quiet and just going to ask Mig and the group just to come up. Let's just have a moment of quiet. What words that I've said today do you need to hear? Do you need to receive afresh or maybe for the first time today?